Episode number 31 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Spring has sprung here in Milwaukee, and March Madness is underway. A lot of crazy things have been happening in the basketball tournament, but I think more thing, more crazy things are happening in the ring lately. Uh, we had Fastlane just this last Sunday. There was uh, lots of craziness going in to that uh, pay-per-view and uh, some crazy finishes that we'll have to get to. Uh, We had an amazing lights out match on AEW dynamite between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. We had Andrade's release. So, I mean, we got a packed show today uh, here, boys. So before we get down to that business, let's introduce the fellas real quick over in Glendale, someone who keeps it regal. My good friend, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you grabby? American males, American males, American males, American males. <laughs> Did anybody yeah, get man. that reference? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, because I, I watched Superstars uh, back in the day. Or were they the oh, WCW? That was WCW. That was Marcus Alexander yeah, yeah, yeah. Bagwell and Scotty Riggs, which yeah. for our listeners, um, I just got some autographs set in the mail from Scotty Riggs because uh, – I supported a GoFundMe for his mother's funeral, and he sent me some it is a great, signatures. Yeah, it is a great intro music. Like when you can't forget it, and I do distinctly remember it was singing so that dorky. when I was a yeah. young kid. American <laughs> males, American <laughs> males. <laughs> some of the worst. Males. Some of the worst songs were WCW. Like you should like look up the lyrics for like Sting song. It's like there's one point where they're like. He does this. He does that. <laughs> that's the like. That's the best <laughs> they could do. It's almost as bad as Lucha Bros. Mexican. Oh no no no! Charlie and I are gonna have to disagree <laughs> with you on that. Well, that's it's not bad. Mexicans. Zero metal. Meet us in the ring. <laughs> and repeat. all right, I've taken enough time on my. Oh no! Can I take a little more time? I just want to say that I uh, I stand with Mick Foley. I don't know if you guys saw that he posted an impassioned article on why Lex Luger should be in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I 100% agree. I mentioned wow. it, but I didn't okay. read the reasons why. Yeah, I didn't see that. So I guess is there an argument over why he's not in the Hall of uh, Fame? Okay, so there, there's been no talk on one way or the other. I suppose if I were to guess, maybe the whole – unpleasantness that happened with elizabeth dying in yeah. his house and all that but the dude is like they'll do it you know there's lots of wrestlers that um do like the whole born again thing and it feels kind of phony and all that but he has really turned his life around he's like a motivational speaker and he's just i don't know he's such a good dude that uh i don't know i think i think his body of work is hall of fame worthy and i think the way he's kind of been since all that like dark times i think i put him in maybe one day he will for sure Oh yeah, well, can, for sure. Well, you I mean, can he got a steel plate put in his arm. Keep the kayfabe hall of fame. He can be first ballot on the keep the kayfabe hall of fame. Yes, that's that, which is probably about as valuable as the WWE hall of fame. Exactly. So. That's actually a really good idea, Charlie, for a future show. I like that idea. Maybe we'll do that during um, leading up to WrestleMania week. Yes, I love let's, it. Let's go down the Glendale. Or, excuse me, let's go down to Bayview real quick. Talk to my guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Best friends. Shout out to my boy, Steve Grobschmidt. Oh, yeah, dude. Got to give the people what they want. Got to. You do that very well, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I figured I needed to, just given that Steve and I have sort of become the informal best friends of the podcast because we always have to play off of each other's predictions Mm -hmm. amen to that (laughs) let's stay down in bayview real quick too. talk to my guy oh my god it's charlie michael you will never forget the name (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Yeah. <laughs> I think Perfect. it was all that inhaling you were doing before the show, too, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Wish I, <laughs> wish I saw the clip with um him and uh, Booker T when they, I forget that that was a hilarious clip. Oh, yeah. But he had the Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys great. are hilarious together. Oh, they were great, dude. That wow, that's a deep cut. I do remember that though. I love that, that that's probably one of my all-time favorite characters. Definitely top five gold oh, dust. Totally. Just all of it. All of it. Such a great character. Oh, and, man. and credit to that dude. He's still going strong. He looks great. Mm-hmm. 50 Big or time. whatever he is. Yeah. Actually, so I've mentioned on the podcast many times before that I'm a huge hockey guy. I actually work for the Milwaukee Admirals, which is a minor league hockey team here in Milwaukee. They're the farm team for the Nashville Predators. And uh, every year they have this um, uh, one game where they call it tribute to wrestling, where they get guys in former wrestlers to sign autographs at the game. It's actually like a really popular game. It's like on a Sunday afternoon. It's perfect. People bring the kids, get signed autographs. And this year, Dustin Reynolds was supposed to come Runnels was supposed to come and like where we eat our food is where those guys eat their food pregame and everything. Oh, so, man. I mean, I could have been, I mean, I, 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 I sat next to Conan before when he was there with, um, uh, who was the other guy with the horns? Uh, the, the luchador guy, Luchasaurus? Uh, not Leparca. Psychosis? No. No, tell Psychosis, me. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Psychosis. So I got to, like, you know, gush over them. But th- before my time, JR and Mick Foley were sitting at a table next to my my work buddies, and they were bragging about it. I'm like, oh, my God, do you realize who you're eating your pregame meal with? So this year was supposed to be um, Dustin, and I was, like, ready to just, you know, talk about double or nothing between him and Cody, the blood match. I mean, and I was going to pump his tires for Goldust, how much I fucking loved it, how awesome and how ahead of his time it was. And guess what? COVID uh, put the kibosh on that this year too. So God damn it. I hope we get him back. And Dustin's doing real good. So that was a big tangent. Sorry, folks. Yeah. We got a lot to get to this week uh, in wrestling, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, Boys, where do we want to start? I mean, Let's start uh, with Andrade, we, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Um, probably a lot of you have saw that uh, Andrade has received his walking papers from the WWE. I know he's been requesting it. And, you know, a lot of people uh, want out. And, you know, they're trying to drain the swamp up there. I mean, Andrade hasn't really had a role, hasn't really had anything going on. And um, I, I don't know. Are we, are we going to see this guy wrestle for another promotion? Where do you think he lands, boys? I think he has to, honestly. I, I don't know where he's going to end up landing. I think with all the mixed promotional activity going on between like Impact, AEW, New Japan, quite frankly, I don't think it really matters where he ends up because I think in one way or another, we're going to see him. Um, whether it's in AEW oh, full-time, Impact full-time, I'm sure there will be some crossover. Obviously, we talk a lot about AEW Dynamite on this show, so I'm sure we'll see Andrade in some form or another. I do think it was interesting how he received his release and pretty much every podcast is talking about this right now. So apologies to those of you who have already heard this from multiple other sources. This is probably redundant at this point. Um, But I feel like what made this really interesting is Andrade originally had requested his release. It was denied. And now here we are not even a week later and he was granted his release. So clearly something happened between then and now. Um, What that something is, nobody really seems to know. There's a lot of speculation going on. Um, but Mike, to your question, yeah, I, I I have no doubt we'll see Andrade in a ring very soon. He's far too talented not to. And I think the other interesting thing, and again, I'm going to be cautious. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. But I'm just going to state facts. Charlotte was just yesterday, today, pulled off of a WrestleMania yes. poster that she had mm-hmm. previously been on. Mm. which would tend to indicate she's maybe not going to be at WrestleMania. Now, we don't know why. We don't know if that's a fact. I, she's I saw filming a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something earlier not too long ago that said something about she had COVID. Mm. Oh, I yeah. never heard that one. Yeah, I'll send it to the team. It was on one of the Facebook groups. It was replying, but I heard she had COVID. 
And I guess for the I guess for the one fan of ours that maybe doesn't know, she's I think well they're she's dating Andrade, but I think they actually might be engaged too. So right. there's definitely a dynamic there, and she's like well, like seven figure, like one of the top stars in WWE. So it seems unlikely that she's going to bolt or anything, but there is something going on and we just don't know what it is. For sure. And I know, I think it was very obvious that she was unhappy with the storyline between Ric Flair and Lacey Evans. Um, I mean, there's obviously the kayfabe world of her not being happy with it, but the way she sold the facial expressions on TV during that storyline, um, you can't tell me that that didn't at least rub her the wrong way just a little bit. So I think between that, the situation with Andrade, clearly she's not happy with WWE. Now, Steve, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon. She's one of the top stars of that company. So for her to jump ship to a different promotion wouldn't make any sense at all. Also, I don't think WWE would give her her release um, just because she is one of their top stars and yeah, exactly. They couldn't do it. Yeah. They're going to, you and, know, they're going to give her time, give her whatever. If she is upset, we don't know that they, they, they just give her time, whatever. And I just kind of smooth it over, but it is an interesting convoluted dynamic right now. And it looked like uh, she was going to be facing Oscar at WrestleMania. And then I think right before the show, Rhea Ripley is going to be facing Oscar now. Well, uh, oh, did they say that? I know. I know Ripley's yeah, debuting she, tonight. Yeah, they yeah, they I think she accepted it. Yep. Okay. So there's your filler right there. But uh as we saw like when uh Rusev now Miro walked away, uh they really put uh rough shot towards uh his wife. And I don't see Charlotte going through they're not gonna bury her just no. for you know, with a bad taste in their mouth for the company. <clears throat> I mean, they're not putting her through 10 tables, 10 straight weeks. So no. but the uh, other, it's going to be know, interesting the, how this unfolds. And it's just interesting how these dynamics work with like married or dating or uh, engaged couples. Like Alistair Black has not been seen since his wife, Selena Vega, was let go. Mm-hmm. No. But what the hell? Right? Are you, I mean, this guy's like talented beyond belief and he's doing nothing. So there's actually two storylines that I would love to see coming off the back of this that I think would be just a great silver lining to everything that's happening. Um, the first one is, I think with Rhea Ripley debuting tonight, or as we record this on Monday Night Raw, I think with Charlotte being sidelined right now with COVID um, and removed from the WrestleMania poster, I you know, take whatever you want from that. I feel like at this point, WWE is sort of signaling that she may not make an appearance or at least a headline appearance at WrestleMania, which I think really opens the door for Rhea Ripley to get her spotlight. Um, I know last year she, you know, had a couple matches with Charlotte where she ended up getting buried by Charlotte, um, which was really a shame because she was just on a roll. She was clearly the next top person within the women's division. So hopefully if there's anything good that can come out of this, it's Rhea Ripley becomes one of the next top women yeah. in the women's division, maybe gets a spot at WrestleMania with Asuka. We'll see. Um, we'll see. The, the other possible thing, Steve, that you made me think of is I just think it would be kind of funny to see Alistair Black partner up with Charlotte and have sort of this <laughs> weird, like, reverse. For those of our listeners who aren't hardcore wrestling fans, which is probably nobody, um, Zelina Vega and Alistair Black are married in real life. And then you have Andrade engaged to Charlotte Flair. So it would just be interesting to see this kayfabe cross-couple pairing. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me wanting to do it just, you know, for a laugh to her. Yeah, that, that's fantasy. I think Alistair's probably, he's buried in catering until his contract ends. Such a waste. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't well, know I mean, why, but it's maybe a Zelina thing. But yeah, he's... Once you're off TV, you're off TV, man. If Look you don't out. know, if you don't know what to do with Alistair Black, like what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, yeah. that guy is like the surest thing. Yeah, he and Andrade's a, a great wrestler. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's, every time he did wrestle, like he honestly he's impressed me. I never got ex, I never got excited to see him wrestle, or like when he came out, I never was excited. But when I did pay attention, I was like, wow, this guy can actually print. He can go pretty well for himself. And I mean, with him leaving, maybe that does open up another spot for Ricochet or Keith Lee or Alistair Black to get <laughs> yeah. in there. But, you know, Keith Lee's, just... Keith Lee's at home, too, speaking of. 
He's nowhere yeah, to be right? seen. Yeah. Yeah. And on uh, Peacock, he's one of the main guys on the uh, on banner? like the the photos on the banners. Have, on the it thing. must be an old banner. Boys are, boys are <laughs> well, it's Peacock. Me, it's brand new. No, I know. It's brand yeah, new. I know. So I was so surprised. So I don't know what's going on in WWE. Let's move on to something great. Uh, just to switch it up a little bit here. Uh, the AEW lights out match already in contention for match of the year uh, between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Uh, Britt Baker did have Rebel um, with her to assist in that match. She played a big role. And man, was this one of the craziest matches that I've ever seen. Um, I I didn't watch the match live. I know Steve, you did, and you were texting and um, I, I, I watched it later and my jaw dropped, you know, a number of times during this match. I thought this was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was, it certainly lived up to the hype. I mean, first of all, you got Thunder Rosa who, and everybody knows is awesome. If you see some of the clips of matches she had this weekend with like NWA and that, I mean, she's man, she can just wrestle. But so we knew that, but Britt Baker is like the most, I mean, talk about the most improved one of the most improved wrestlers we've seen over the last year plus like she has really come into her own one she's an outstanding heel but she's actually gotten really good in the ring and yes i would actually like to retract my statement because i have gone on the show and said i don't think she is a good wrestler wrestler and this match you know i i will go on record to say i am I am absolutely hey, wrong. I think you weren't wrong before, but I think she's come onto her own now. And yeah. I think it's such a damn good match. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I think like she, even in law, even in defeat, like came out of that almost like iconic, like, you know, I don't want to compare mm-hmm. her to stone cold, but somebody put the pictures side by side of stone cold with the bloody face when he wrestled Bret Hart and then her with the bloody yeah. face and how she just owned it. And like, you know, that's, yeah. that's like a career moment there. And um, well, yeah. You don't uh, see many women's matches uh, get color in it, you know, not like that. Holy like, crap. And when it happens like that, I don't know Multiple. if it was a, I don't know if it was the blade gone wrong or if it was just the, the connect, like it, you know, it just, it really happened, but man, she was mm-hmm. gushing there for a while. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the amount of blood in this match was insane. And Steve, I think I had seen your text before I watched this match. So I kind of went into it knowing it was going to be violent, but even then it was, it just exceeded my expectations. There was so many moments in this match and I think of one of a few moments where Britt Baker's face is covered in blood and she just looks at the camera and gives this the kind of sinister smirk. Yeah. It was just like a classic moment. Like immediately I kind of got chills. Like I'm going to remember this for a long time. Um, as far as Mike, I know you made the comment and you've talked about this on past shows, you know, Britt Baker, as far as being a wrestler, like, is she still the best in the women's division? No. And she, but she's getting there. I do think her character work though is outstanding um there were several mm-hmm. moments in that match where she would look at the hard camera and do the dmd and just kind of point as she said each letter yeah. but it was just so natural and she just had such this great heelish way she carries herself um definitely the most improved wrestler in aew in some time thunder rosa cannot have a bad match uh, for when it comes to actual wrestling in the ring She's fantastic. Um, I think the one spot in this match that I'm going to remember the most for a long time is the power bomb onto the thumbtacks because it was just so <laughs> perfectly done. And the moment leading up to it, you kind of have that, like, you're like, oh, here it comes. And then it happens. And you just, you want to look yeah. away, but you don't. It's like a car crash. Oh, the thumbtacks. I think I, so I'm not like a huge hardcore deathmatch fan. Um, I don't even like horror films, just that stuff. It just kind of gets me. So I, I think the thumbtacks is the thing that makes me cringe the most out of any weapon used in a, in a death match because of just, you know, you can throw as many chairs as you want in the ring. You can throw a bunch of tables. You can, you know, you can light shit on fire, but when it comes to getting the bag out and it's like, Oh, is it thumbtacks? You can really play it up, getting wrapped up. And then, you know, they dump them all out. There's like a thousand of them in the middle of the ring. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're like sawed off. Maybe they're not pointy. They zoomed in and those fuckers were like <laughs> a half an inch long. 
And when, yeah, when they go down, um, when she gave that power bomb, and then they put their hands down and they put oh. their knees in it where there's not a lot of flesh to absorb it. And it's just Oof. like on bone or on nerve. I mean, I was literally just cringed up. And you can't fake as, that. Yeah. There's nothing about yeah. that you can fake. Well, and I think part of what makes it so cringeworthy is like, at least maybe you guys haven't done this in the past, but I've definitely gotten staples stuck like in my finger and things like that. And that's just one thing, right? And then you see these women with like their entire back full of thumbtacks, like just the thought of that and the feeling like, oh God, like, I mean, it hurts. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's almost the the movement of the thumbtack once it's in your, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I. I've stepped on a thumbtack before and it, I mean, those ladies are running on adrenaline adrenaline for sure. And they know it's coming, but there's nothing. I mean, it's just one of the most devastating things in wrestling. It just, it gets me every time. Charlie, Charlie have you ever, what did you Charlie, think have you ever about been this power match? bombed on, on thumbtacks? Uh, not, not that I can remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully soon. Um, I, I, I feel bad. I still have to watch it. I've been watching the tournament so much that I haven't watched this match. Probably going to be tomorrow night, but I've watched like the first, I think I watched the first match with, uh, Cody and, um, or L zero, um, Penta, yeah, whatever he's going by now. Penta. But yeah, so I I still have to watch it, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. I heard the whole show was good anyway, but I, yeah, I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll enjoy the match and have the same reactions that you guys did. Oh, yeah. Um You'll love I might it. go back and watch it again just because it's one of those that you could definitely do that. Well, and I, I do want to watch it again because one of my initial reactions too was just how cool it was that Rebel was like the assistant in like getting these weapons out and assisting <laughs> Brit Breaker, just constantly feeding you know, transitioning from spot to spot in a match like this for a main event. It's, it's just a, it's just was really, really well done. There wasn't any, yeah, there, yeah, she, she, she took some punishment. She took some bumps, but she also just, you know, did a awesome assist job, just making this an awesome main event. And the ladies really did seize the moment on St. Patrick's day. So yeah, kudos. that was, uh, that was something special. You know what I love about Rebel? So, okay, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. And most of my life, obviously, I've known it's like, quote, unquote, not real and all that. And most of my life, I've favored heels over faces. But Rebel, like, makes me angry. Like, like you're constant (laughs) interfering in that. I get, like, you know, and part of it's because it's, like, she's taking on people like Thunder Rosa, who I like. But, like, like, she manages to get under my skin, which I think is... Yeah, highest praise for a heel. Yep, she kind of has that soccer mom uh, buffoonish look to her. She kind of looks like she's in her forties, wearing like the denim outfits and like I don't know how old she she is. A soccer mom. She was the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Do you know that? Yeah, come on, really? Absolutely. Yeah, you you can. She put a few pounds on. You can tell she's a good looking lady. So I could definitely see it. Yeah, well, they have that T. They have that TV show, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleading show. I mean, I I watch I watch reality TV. I watch the stupidest shit just to relax. I mean, the more mindless, the better. So, um, but those Dallas cheerleaders, they they go through some mental abuse. Like, oh, you're only ninety pounds. You're gonna have to lose fifteen, and uh, you know, you weren't in shape uh, as you were last year. It's an interesting show. It's no longer on TV. I think it's on like CMT, Country Music Television. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. That's right after the. I think it's. I think it's on right after the Q and on. Q and on. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, so, for sure. So just to put a bow on our Rebel conversation, she's forty-two. She's been all around wrestling. She was in Impact yeah. for a while. Uh, she made an appearance in NXT once. Um, oh, in a tag team match against Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, where she lost, wow. she uh, yeah, so she's been around. She was in OVW for a year, number of years. She was in yeah, okay, Impact hmm. for three years, as I think under her real name, uh, Tanea Brooks. So there you go. 
So you learn something new every time you listen to Keep the Kayfabe. We are that's truly right. educators here. Uh, that's why we're all vaccinated now, too. <laughs> so we are one step into getting out and to seeing some live pro wrestling again. So yep. we're one step closer, uh, folks. We keep it clean. We don't run a sloppy shop here. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of a sloppy shop, holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> nice fast lane. What a what a show. Okay, so a lot happened on this show. We weren't really sure if we were going to watch it or not. Uh, so we f- might want to mention... This is the first time Peacock has ran a pay-per-view for WWE. Everybody's switching over. Um, I switched over a little early and I was kind of, you know, really wondering to see whether or not they were going to have the old matches on there from, you know, the the 80s, 90s leading up to today. They do. It's going to take time. I hear in August they're going to get all 17,000 hours or whatever the hell it is from WWE over to Peacock. So that's promising. And it is actually set up pretty well. It's organized nice. Um, it'll it'll be good. It'll be fine. And I mean, there are going to be some ads. Uh, it's $5, so you're saving 5 bucks um, less than WWE Network. You can upgrade to a premium plus. But it says in the wording, there's still going to be ads in some programming. So I don't know why you pay $5 extra for you know, something that says, well, you're still going to see some commercials. So I'm still going to stick with the $5 subscription for now just to see how it works. Yeah. But um, anyway, I digress. Um, Fastlane started off with uh, Mustafa Ali versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Retri- Apparently he's the leader of Retribution. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> this just shows well, you how much I watched yeah. the show. Um, so... Uh, we don't really need to get into the details of the match, but I think this is something that we've all been wanting for a long time. Now we talk a lot of shit about retribution and it sounds like it's going to be dissolving. Matt Riddle did beat Mustafa or Mustafa as they pronounce it. Maybe it sounds a little too foreign. If you say Mustafa, I don't know, but um, yeah, retribution sounds like it's dissolving. Um, that's probably pretty exciting. Cause those, those, those wrestlers need to get out of those characters. A lot of talented wrestlers. Names, just outfits. In a failed gimmick, yeah. Just a yeah. stupid yeah. gimmick and lots of weight wasted talent. Yeah, I mean... This is the only time where I'm against the mask mandate, too. Uh, putting masks <laughs> on all those people in there. Well, and to be fair, most of their masks don't cover their mouths or noses anyway. Um, but I, I do agree. I think this is a great time for them to finally bail on this gimmick if nothing else if there's going to be a positive that came out of this match it gave matt riddle a chance to defend the u.s title which he he hasn't Mm -hmm. really done yet to my knowledge i don't really watch smackdown or raw so i don't know if that's happened yet or not um but it gave him a chance to defend it it gave mustafa ali mustafa and you know mike actually the pronunciation of it i think I'm, i'm now i'm not even sure how to say his first name but he who I will not try to pronounce um, actually went on Twitter a while back and corrected everyone on the pronunciation. So I think that's actually where this whole debate over how to Mm. pronounce his name came up. So, um, so just keep that in mind. But um, if nothing else, like you said, um, it gives retribution a reason to dissolve. It gives Matt Riddle a win and it gets us past the first match of fast lane. So job done. Yep. (laughs) I'm, I'm happy to see it. I mean, Dominic Jai Jakovic is a great wrestler. I mean, Mia Yim has been winning me over lately. If they can get out of those characters and start getting into some actual shit, great. They're, they're going to do nothing with them. Yeah, of course. It is of the course, safe right? bet. They're going to be they're going to be wasted. They can't yeah. even use Alistair Black, dude. So they're going to use yeah. Jai Jakovic. Good and point. Fucking Keith Lee's fiance. No, <laughs> no, yeah. dude. Come on. Unless they go back to NXT. They'll just be stuck in catering or sent home, and that's the best they can hope for as they go back to NXT. Yeah, exactly. Mia Yim, I mean, yeah, she could, she, she, she is much better off in NXT. You're not going to crack the ceiling of uh, the usual suspects. Vince isn't going to push her either. No, no, because I mean, of course, because the same the same women get pushed in in the main roster, and nobody else gets a chance. Mia's okay. I mean, I've seen her wrestle a few times, and she's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's nothing special to write home about. Like, 
who is she better than? Who would you say she's better than that they're that she could come in and replace right now? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the only, the only <laughs> match really. I could see her in is maybe an NXT women's undercard match. Yeah. She gets she some TV a- time with one of their performance center talents or something. She, she can swap out Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke in the constant weekly losing to Yeah. I mean, that's what she'll do. She'll do some tag team jobs. Yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. like that, but she's not going to be used. They, do you, you think know, Vince... Do you think Vince allows these like stupid ideas uh, because he hates the people and then if they work would take credit for them so he can just be like if if they do succeed and they do get over with the crowd be like you know I could have I saw that in you and like he just I, I just know don't what, know what the logic I just, is I don't just know what lost, any of the logic is he, he I think he just lost it's every it happens every he got he gets he thinks he's got he was successful. He thinks he knows what makes a star in wrestling. Times have passed him by. Yes, totally. <laughs> and you, you know, may, did you, and he did may you watch have... Coming to America? Did you guys watch Coming to America too? Yeah, I did. I heard it was I awful. Haven't. I didn't watch Times it have passed him. Times have passed Eddie Murphy by. <laughs> he's no he's no Dave Chappelle. You know, he's good. You know, there yeah. are a couple few funny parts, but Times have passed them by when you compare that to the original. Yeah. That's a great way to explain it. I've, I've tried explaining it to people. Like, is it better than the first one? I'm like, no, but is it bad? <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't know, but it's that's a good Yeah. Like, it's yeah. inconsequential. It's, <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Yeah. After hearing all the reviews, I'm just it's waiting for the time. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, when do I want to waste my time? Exactly. exactly right and, and charlie yeah. you could say the same thing about fast lane it's worth a watch you know yeah yeah maybe you don't focus in on it and sit down and yeah maybe without... do some laundry fold some laundry yeah surf on your computer yeah we're gonna yeah. go into the details so i'm not gonna take this any further but fast lane was like two really good matches and the rest was yeah, just utterly, much. utterly forgettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's I actually uh, glorified raw. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, I actually uh, made lamb meatballs with a uh, nice. spin it with side garlic spinach and a tomato risotto on the side during fast lane. Ooh, nice. My wife. Nice. So right. that's what I was doing. I made I made a week's supply of Kodiak cake muffins for breakfast uh, during during, oh, during fast lane. <laughs> I need food prep. Yeah, soon. food yeah. prep. That's what's great for yeah. WWE pay per views is you do your food prep during it. It takes exactly. a long time. Have a little background. By the time you're done, the main event's there, and you're going to be disappointed anyway. So fuck it. Yeah, but we'll get there anyway. Yeah, um, Matt, you mentioned like a good match. I didn't actually see this match. It was between Big E and Apollo Cruz, was it not? Yeah, it was. Um, I haven't seen any of their matches on Raw, but apparently they've got a really good feud going. Um, so Big E has good. kind of, he cut a promo, I think last week on Raw or the week before, um, where he finally got angry. And it's not like he's turning heel. He just is letting out this more aggressive side of himself. And it's really interesting to see. And it's totally believable. Like if he keeps this up, he, it's a totally justifiable, exciting way to have him sort of move up the card. Um, so that's I would like that. Now at the same time, on the other side, you have Apollo who I guess has taken on this new character is like this Nigerian heel. Um, there, <laughs> Okay. It, there was some debate online as to, oh boy, they're going to WWE this all day, but they actually um, are pulling it off pretty well. I was really surprised. I, I don't know if this is true or if this is in kayfabe, but supposedly Apollo said something on either Raw or Fastlane where he's like, this is my real voice. And like, he's totally selling the whole, like, I'm actually Nigerian <laughs> and this is me being myself. Um, but it's a very different character than what he had before. Really interesting too, like totally believable, still wrestles like he always has, which is fantastic. Um, so the storyline leading up to the match was really interesting. Again, I didn't know anything about it. I saw the video package, but then the match happened. And it was kind of slowly worked. Everything was very methodical and done with intent, but it was really good. Like Big E was just being really aggressive and ruthless, sort of on the apron, on the outside of the ring, um, until Apollo gets the upper hand back and they kind of go back and forth for a while. But then the match just kind of ended and the bell rang at like a really unexpected time. And Corey Graves didn't really seem to know why. 
and they kind of fought for another two minutes and then Apollo is in the ring standing over Big E but doesn't pin him and he just kind of leaves and that was the end of the match so I don't really know what happened Charlie I know you said you were listening to figure four online with Brian Alvarez and he had made some argument to Lance Storm about this so I don't know if he gave any reasoning behind what actually happened because it was it went right over my head yeah they were just arguing basically that Lance I think it was a botch and he was saying yeah it was a botch and he went back and rewound you know rewound it from that point and saying it was a botch it was it was messed up you know I didn't watch the match because <laughs> I knew nothing exciting or of a of a significant significance was going to happen so I uh, but yeah he was they were arguing about that botch yeah yeah I guess it was you were right about the botch spot thing so yeah I thought so and so so the way the match ended it really left me deflated and I think that's <laughs> the best way to explain just this entire show as a whole yeah Yeah. i do think the one good thing is if we got to throw out the pros and the cons the one good thing to come out of this is we might get to see a little more back and forth between biggie and apollo because they've done a good job building this feud but it's still very new and i think this match left um a lot on the table like these guys it, it was a good match up until the botch i think these guys can do a lot more so i'm totally up for you know round two are they going to have a awesome. big match at WrestleMania, I'm guessing? I don't know, man. It's, or a pre-show? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Well, there's two days, yeah. I think, the, so the WrestleMania card really hasn't been revealed yet. No. Completely. Yeah. So could Three weeks away. Absolutely. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Speaking of, I heard a rumor that... Um, That's a good and, way to and, sell limited tickets, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a rumor that Vince had it. They had a card, he tore it up, and he didn't like it. And hence why they're changing edge to a heel and doing right. a three-way. So they're it's still in flux with what how he wants the programming to oh, go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well I'm not we'll I don't know if that I can invest two that days ending. in that bullshit, dude. Yeah. I, it's gonna be hard to I invest think, two days in that, dude. Mm-hmm. I really don't think they know what the hell they're doing as far as how things are shaking up. And it's not even like really COVID related. I mean, that's like the, the craziest it's just, thing. It's like it's a shitty book. It's a shitty book show, dude. It mm-hmm. is. And I think, well, and we'll get to this, but I honestly, if you take Roman versus Daniel Bryan or Roman versus edge or edge versus Daniel Bryan, like any three of those matches, like, okay, sure. Whatever. WrestleMania main event. I don't know about that, but okay, fine. And but even a triple threat just waters it down even more. So I yeah. don't know, man. Like any combination of those three to me, just it's not what it used to be. Well, and it's so weird. I mean, Edge was the ultimate baby face. He was like he went from neck injury to retirement to being number one in the Royal Rumble. I mean, like he was the tailor made he, uh, but but you or baby face. But now you got. Daniel Bryan, who is the consummate babyface. So it's like they almost kind of abandon Edge's babyface, right? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Let's well, weird. let's talk about this match. Let's, yeah, let's, let's jump yeah, let's to that. Go right let's to jump, it. Yeah. Let's go to Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Um, this was the main event of the night, last match of the night. And um, yeah, Matt said it. There was a trend of feeling left deflated at the conclusion of each match and this was no exception um match okay i gotta admit i thought this was a really good match probably halfway through it because i don't like daniel bryan i don't like roman reigns i think the reason i don't like them is because they just do all the moves all like the same set of moves in a different sequence every single time like you see the kicks you see the super punches you see the spears you see the the knees uh, in the turnbuckles like i, I okay roman you reigns is impressive to look at i don't like looking at daniel bryan he, he just he looks sickly he actually <laughs> looks better he used to look worse he looks worse. he looked worse now he looks better but um okay so then paul Heyman's out there and he used to be the guy that would, you know, be screaming. It doesn't even look like Paul Heyman even cares out there anymore. He just, he kind of doesn't really say anything. He kind of just sits at the side of the ring where the hard cam is, since there's no crowd, he's not moving around. He just sits there and just kind of does these freeze fame facials 
for when the camera is on him. He's not even really dynamic anymore, so he doesn't really play a big part. Edge was out there to be the special referee in case anything happened. Um, I mean, shit did happen. Doesn't really matter. We don't need to go into the details. Not like anybody cares. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy Uso or one of the Usos came out there and started beating on Daniel Bryan. Um, and Edge. Uh, and Edge, <laughs> which would make you think Edge would just go after the Uso brother. But he didn't. Uh, when Edge was the referee, he started beating on Daniel Bryan. He started beating on Roman Reigns and just said, this is mine, and walked out of the goddamn ring, which was, which abandoned his – well, in, in the in the ring uh, when he was the special referee, he's like, I'm going to do my job. You do your job, Roman. I'm going to do me. You do you. So it's like, okay, they're establishing some kind of roles in this kind of shit. Oh my God. I mean, I, again, I, I thought the match was good leading up mm-hmm. to it, but it just made no actual sense. I mean, Jim Cornette probably had an aneurysm if he gave two shits. <laughs> Hopefully. But he, he, the reason why Edge beat up both guys and just left just made no sense. It would have been one thing just to beat up one and just change the belt over to Daniel Bryan and maybe get a little, little heat going. No. Belt doesn't here's, change hands. Stays here's, on here's my here's my problem with like all of this is that I I do like uh, um Daniel Bryan um and say what you want about Roman Reigns and we can all bitch about you know the long story of him getting pushed and all that he's a really can we agree he's a really good wrestler in the ring I think he's good I think he can put on good matches with he's most got, people so I think he's he's got a new confidence as a heel yeah. I would say. But sure. the problem that it falls down to is is so you got two guys that are really good wrestlers, and Edge is going to be really good. But because like all the things you said, the story is so weird and lousy. You got to have more than just. I'm kind of past the point of just good wrestlers. It's like you got to have a good story. So you know those three mm-hmm. are going to put on a show, but what's what does it amount to? What's the point? It's like well, everybody, all these people, like oh Nakamura and uh, Rollins are wrestling. At this point, who the hell cares? Like Nakamura's well, been just bludgeoned into insignificance, and Rollins has done it all and just has no purpose anymore. It just it doesn't matter anymore. Well, you know just... the you know those guys are gonna do the same sets of moves, like I just yeah. mentioned. Yeah, and so it's not like they're gonna do new moves that are gonna wow you or get the pop. The story has to be there for those moves to actually matter too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mike, you made um, a really good point. So I do remember that spot in the match where Edge just kind of walks out. And I feel like you you hit the nail on the head. That is the moment in the match that just deflated everything. I think even right before that, I was starting to kind of lose faith in the match because it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once the shenanigans started, I was like, okay, and here's where everything's going to break down. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I think Edge walking out of the ring and just kind of leaving the match is it's just something WWE's kind of always done. It's one of their tropes that they lean on. The problem in this match is it didn't make any sense. Like, why would he ever do that or like do that, but then come back, like make it a surprise, like, Oh, edge is gone now. So I'm going to get away with this. Well, surprise. He's not, or, you know, something like that. It just, I know there's always this debate around logic and things like that. This was definitely a moment where I think I'm a little more lenient on WWE than most, just because I've always watched it. And I can kind of let go of some reality and logic to some point. But for me, that moment in the match, just it completely lost me. Um, and everything after that, yeah. I couldn't even tell you what happened after that in the match. That's like how flat this felt. And after a really awkward ending, uh, in the match before Alexa bliss and Randy Orton, it just, this was not fast lane. This was a traffic jam. This was a <laughs> fucking nightmare. It was, it was a uh, rush a hour traffic in LA. It was a log jam log jammers. Well, so Mike, I'm really glad you mentioned Alexa bliss and the fiend. Um, because I know that's the favorite storyline of someone here. on babe. <laughs> so tonight, I'd like to welcome everyone to a very special edition of Charlie's Corner. So, Charlie, we talk about Alexa Bliss and The Fiend 
uh, who I like to call extra crispy fiend. Now, what was yeah. your take on the fiend's return at fast lane? It's just, I just, it's just trash. It's just bad, horrible TV, dude. It's just makes no, you know, I understand it's wrestling. It just makes no logical sense. It's just corny. I would, I, I saw the beginning. He was throwing up black stuff again out of his mouth. The whole, it's just, it's just bad TV, man. I don't, I don't know how you do it. And I was just, well, they're watching Raw now. I think he's, the Fiend's caught, or Rand, Randy's calling the Fiend out. So we'll see if he, he's summoning the Fiend, I guess. Did, did he summon him by spewing out more black bile? Well, he's in the ring. He's in the ring now. Something, something's going to happen because he's not in his regular clothes. He's in like a hooded sweatshirt and long shirt shorts. So I have a feeling some kind of gimmick. The Randy's gimmick. in it. Randy yeah, is in Rand- long shorts. Yeah, Randy is. Yeah, so I have a feeling something in the gimmick bag is going to open up tonight. But I do have a hot take that you guys probably don't know about. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, you, you know, the Miz won a title. Just had a title. What? A few weeks ago. Yeah, for a hot minute. Uh-huh. He's got a he's got a big match at WrestleMania. Um, I'll give everybody one guess. Guess who he's wrestling. Is it the bunny, bad bunny? Ding, 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 winner! <laughs> <laughs> he is wrestling the bad bunny. Oh, my, oh God, my gosh. Dude. How do you go from having the... You talk about a transitional champion, dude. Wow. And with that, this has been a very special edition of Charlie's Corner. We might have one more because we'll see what happens here. We'll, next, see, we'll, yeah. we'll keep, Nine minutes, I'll, six I'll keep minutes. an eye on you, Charlie. Don't worry. We'll no. keep the viewers uh, or listeners. <laughs> listeners locked in. That makes sense. Uh, why this is just a <laughs> totally dumpster fire sense. on Raw tonight because last night it was an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, the Fiend came out looking the size of a dumpster. You know, he was off TV for a while and uh, got a little extra puffy. He kind of reminded me of... Um, the, the marshmallow man from Ghostbusters when they roasted him with the lasers, actually. <laughs> um, he looked like a, a burnt s'more. But um, before all that happened, yeah, Charlie mentioned it. Uh, Randy came out puking bl- uh, black <laughs> stuff, black bile out of his mouth already. Uh, we don't know what it is. It's just um, probably Hershey's chocolate syrup because it's oh, yeah. cheap and they're real, not investing anything into this storyline. Well, they kind of are with all these. Ki- sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Real quick, though, oh, too. I didn't notice it, but uh, the guys in Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they said, if you notice, that in that match, it was the only match that didn't have live up in the corner. So it was some pre-taped bullshit they had mm-hmm. <laughs> when they had spliced in. Oh, yeah, for yep. sure. Right. I, yeah. I And not to interject again, Mike, but I, I just – I'm going to go out on the limb with this group and be like, I actually kind of got a kick out of that segment last night. I, Ugh. I'm a huge fan of horror movies and Alexa bliss summoning a fireball suddenly in the ring was very unexpected and kind of made me laugh a little bit. Um, and then when she and Randy were slowly stalking each other outside the ring and then she had this giggle and then suddenly looked serious and a lighting rig fell down and almost crushed Randy Orton. Uh, like something straight out of the conjuring i couldn't help but just kind of get into it like at that dude, point i don't it had bling. dude i think the blair witch project had a bigger budget than this fucking match because i mean <laughs> it was just so bad i mean if the guy wanted to destroy small little alexa bliss just run at her just yeah. run at her and take you know, care of business. you know the worst part of that the, the worst part of that that lighting rig thing is that it didn't hit Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, okay, Alexa Bliss looked good with the makeup. She looked good. Fine. She played, I, I mean, hats off to Alexa Bliss for playing this trying as good as she does for as stupid as it is. She literally, this is the epitome of somebody going into work, doing their job, and collecting their check. If we all could be so lucky in our jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody's just going in there to collect a check, do your job good and she's doing her job to the best of her ability for what she's given. I will give her that. Um, 
Yeah, the flames out of the, uh, you know, kind of like Spider-Man instead of the web, she's shooting fireballs. You know, she's using telepathy, making lighting rigs fall down. Yeah, it was kind of like a little stunt show. But then, okay, to get back in the ring, a fucking, what is this thing? A hand. This looks like, it looks awful. This hand coming out of the ring and grabbing Randy's foot. I mean, it looked, what is that? It looked like a burnt oven mitt grabbing this guy's ankle. And then the fiend comes out and again, just, I was not impressed with the look. I mean, the lighting was low anyway, so you couldn't even see how burnt to a crisp he was. We know the guy got burned. We know the guy got burned. Why doesn't he just kind of resurrect into something brand new instead of just like a phoenix, a a burnt piece of trash? Phoenix. They have they have a new mask. They have a new mask to sell, and I wouldn't be able to sell a new mask if he doesn't do that. That's a very oh, he's got a new mask. Wasn't yeah. didn't one of the ch- child's play movies with Chucky? Didn't he get burnt and come back in one of them? It's like they were just like ripping that off. It's a it's a rip off of like every horror movie from the eighties. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well, lousy. Okay, so Alexa Bliss did pin Randy Orton in the ring. That did drum up a lot of controversy as well. I'm sure a lot of rest. Playing WWE marks had some blue balls after seeing the ending of this. Uh, that uh, Alexa Bliss kind of put a straddle on um, Randy Orton and uh, got the one, two, three. And Randy Orton's wife did not too kindly to it. She tweeted to Alexa Bliss, I think you fucked up, girl, or something like that because <laughs> of um, the position that uh, Randy was pinned. And there's some speculation that maybe Randy Orton's wife is going to get involved in WrestleMania. It's going to be Alexa oh, yeah. Bliss and the Fiend, and a, and Randy Orton and his wife. I'm like, oh my god, is, is she even a wrestler? What? No, fuck no, no, hell no. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Well, just... I, couldn't, I couldn't like her less than her, I like her husband. So I guess there's that. You never think... know, though. Hasn't Randy Orton's wife kind of gotten, she kind of plays the Karen role a little bit in the company. I thought I remember reading stories about how she kind of takes exception to some stuff that Randy has to do or something like that. I could be wrong. I think most people I don't take think exception to Randy Orton, so I don't blame her. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10 for that uh, Fiend match, I mean, that was one of the only reasons I did tune into Fastlane was to see, yeah, to see how they bring back. the Fiend back in. Yep. Not impressed. I would probably give it a generous three. A generous that would be as high three. as I go. Yes, for sure. I I would mark it the same way. the The way I would explain it, in case you haven't watched it and you don't care to watch it, I was watching this segment, and uh, my now fiance Becky was as well, and she w- actually watched the whole pay per view with me. And typically, she looks at it completely like emotionless, just doesn't really have a reaction to anything because it's WWE. This segment, um, there was slowly this, I want to call it a smirk, but almost like where your mouth's opening, where you're just in disbelief of what you're seeing. And it was sort of that, and almost like it crescendoed with a very subtle laugh of, you've got to be kidding me. Um, So it gets a reaction for sure. I think a three is a good rating though, overall. Anything going on on Raw, Charlie? Nothing. Nothing special. Um, it seemed like Randy was going to burn the Fiend again, and he didn't. And he did RFK out of nowhere. Alexa comes in the ring, distracts Orton. Fiend's laying there from the RKO, gets up, put the mandible claw on, blah, blah, blah. Fire, fire going off, blah, blah, blah. It's been announced, Fiend versus Orton for, for WrestleMania. Okay. What a crap show. <laughs> is That's it any real. sort of special condition or right now they just announced the match? They just announced the match, I think. Yeah. It's a special condition. Both wrestlers well, have to leave the rest they can't of the do, They can't do any they can't do anything too special for it because it's there's gonna be a live crowd there. So they can't they can't pre-tape oh, any true. of the shit. So I guess they, be yeah, they could match. do I mean 
between the two nights, they could probably get away with one cinematic match, but yeah. Oh, I guess they'd have to do it that way, yeah. Kind of like they did, yeah, with Sting and that that thing, but yeah, but you don't want to pull off more than one. Yeah, they can't, yeah, but they they can't do it live, so if they do, they have to pre-tape it, but they can't do any of their focus live. Well, we don't want a repeat of another House of Horrors match between Bray Wyatt Uh, and uh, Randy Orton again, because that was... That was I think anyway it goes, they're gonna shit on that match live. Hopefully, if the the crowd's smart and and they can finally let their shit out, they can they'll shit on that match. And I just saw too that I mean I mean obviously they'll add, they can change it, but they're having just Edge versus um, Reigns. There's no Daniel Bryan yet, so wow. Wasn't that a SmackDown story? Yeah, but they're just announcing the whole card. You know. Uh. They Keep pumping the card. I mean, all they're doing is just pumping the card. But you know, Brian's gonna be in because they're both heels he right now. So it's, yeah, yeah, man. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, fast lane was probably pretty much the commuter lane. Fast lane was a, a an eighty nine year old lady driving in the passing lane at twenty five miles an hour, and you couldn't get her <laughs> right. Her. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah. and then. Say- the- yeah, I would say the highlight to me was um, McIntyre, Sheamus. I mean, those guys consistently just put out hard-hitting, good matches. Again, this is I don't know what they're going for with it. I think maybe that was the end of that one, but uh, um, yeah, that was the best match. But the, but the rest of it was utterly forgettable. For sure. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, when you think about it, it's some guys that you know are from the United Kingdom, grew up together you know young in the business and now you know okay we have a match leading up to wrestlemania a couple you know decade 15 yep. however many years later it was great they had a moment and i hope everybody back in the uk signed up for peacock and got to see that match because yeah, yeah they uh yeah they um <laughs> they just work well together i think right yeah, I'm not a big Sheamus fan. I'm not a big Drew McIntyre fan. I'm not, I'm not I don't even either, know who I like on WWE. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a huge fan either, but I guess I do have like at least a measure of respect because they bust their ass. Out. Like Sheamus doesn't put in bad matches. He's not very exciting, but but he doesn't right. put. So I mean, I give them some props, but yeah, otherwise it's like like 99% of the WWE. There's just nothing to care about with the with their storylines right now. If you guys are looking for uh, some of Sheamus's best work, I would highly recommend watching the movie The Buddy Games on Hulu. Um, if you haven't already, it's a WWE Studios movie, which I was not aware of going into it. And Seamus does make a appearance as a side character at a couple points throughout the movie. So I guess that's the WWE element injected into it. Um, full disclaimer, it's not a good movie. I only recommend it because Seamus <laughs> oh, is better work. I can't uh, believe And that's it. not saying much. That's not, it's that's called not saying much. Buddies? The Buddy the Games? Yeah, it's got a pretty good games? cast. The buddy games. Yeah. It's basically a group of guys who get back together to have like a friendly competition, but it gets so out of control. It's ridiculous. Um, and Seamus makes right. a cameo in it. So. We'll have to check kinda that out. Like Adam, fella. <laughs> kind of sounds like an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. It's worse Ugh. than that. Oh, it's hard to get worse than that. Well, it's <laughs> WWE studios, Steve. But they so. do. True. What it's worth. Yeah. Shoot low. And if you impress anybody, then they can say, I told you so. I don't know. Anyway, boys, anything else? Should we, uh, anybody have anything else to add? Yeah. Where do you, where do you go from there? I mean, I guess we'll now that now we'll get the shotgun filling out of the the WrestleMania lineup over the next, cause you know, it's three weeks away only. They're going to rapidly fill it up and I don't know. Ms. Ms. Bad Bunny, that'll be your. Yeah, that's a marquee match in any country. That's main event night one. That's, yeah, yeah, you'll see. You see it too. Yep, nine one. That's that's your hot action night one. Chances are I'll be missing night one. It's sad <laughs> I mean, too I, because I, I hear I hear that guy is selling the second most T-shirts in the whole company, and he's not even in the company. Basically, he's not even a wrestler. Not surprised. As I say, there's a, as I always say, there's a sucker born every minute. 
<laughs> We're not going to blow the bunny on this show. We're going to end Definitely on a high not. note and and just say how much we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for following us, and thanks for the big bump on our Facebook subscribers, Instagram subscribers. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to shoot us a note. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And boys, I want you to live, laugh, and stay hungry out there this week. We got um, March Madness coming up. I mean, my bracket's busted, so I'm just uh, looking for anything positive. It's been exciting, though. It's been good basketball. But uh, we got AEW to look forward to a little bit more this week. We got nothing to look forward to from the WWE, but we will keep you posted. Thanks so much for listening to Keep the Kayfabe. Y'all have a good rest of your evening, and stay strong, everybody. Stay safe. Peace. I'm not the only souls accused of hit and run. Tire tracks all across your back. I can, I can see you had your fun, but uh, darling, can't you see my signals turn from green to red? And with you, I can see a traffic jam straight up ahead.